golf, and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We will fall to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on FM 96.9 The Game. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. I love the lane. Because I love it. We love it. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G. And my guest caddy this evening, she's back again, Kay McMahon, LPGA Hall of Famer and president of Education Golf and the creator of Golf 8.5. Kay, awesome to have you in the house. It's awesome to be back again, and the bag's getting lighter every time we do this, so we're, we're swinging away tonight. Uh, speaking of somebody that's back, some yes. guy named Tiger Eldrick Woods. The Tiger's back. Big talk all over the boards today, all over. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know when the golf world has been quite this excited. Uh, I think we're excited for you know, good reason. Tiger always moves the needle, but I think um, we're learning that um, you know through this past three years and four surgeries on his back that uh, Tiger, you know, had been in quite a bit of pain to the degree that um, he didn't even realize how bad his back was, uh, particularly at the time of uh, his arrest earlier this year. And, um, you know, really quite um, some of his comments, including just, you know, the fact that he was unable to sleep, that he had this, you know, nerve pain going down his leg, uh, apparently to, uh, you know, into his foot, really very, very debilitating pain. And uh, he just um, says that he's he's loving life right now because he's completely out of pain. Well, it- from his many comments, and he he just had a pre- press conference regarding it, and uh, he sounds you know quite a bit different, and he did have a what he's talking about is a lot of pain, so that he, his leg was twitching in the night, he couldn't sleep, and that's why he couldn't sleep, and uh, he did have kind of a combination of drugs that uh, didn't do him well at all, but uh, he he's looking better, he's sounding better. A lot of the commentators say that he uh, he sounded better at his press conference, more insightful than he really has in a lot of years, and so. We'll see what's going to happen. Uh, there's some people out still gunning for him, though. Well, I think uh, you know we want to we want to manage our expectations, right? But we all know that we love comeback stories in golf, and as we've talked many times uh, over the past few years, when Tiger has come back and then taken a break, that uh, it's really about getting out there and playing competitive golf. As he said, you know, um, got to take this one step at a time. And, you know, it's been a while. He's hardly played any competitive golf. We know that's very different than playing some, you know, rounds with his buddies down in West Palm Beach and Jupiter. Uh, But 
you know, I think we're we're all very excited. The fact that he truly uh, is out of pain, has had this fusion surgery, which, you know, he says, you know, is is taking a little bit of adjusting, too, because he's he's got some, a, a, you know, a little tighter feel in his lower back. But, um, you know, he's he's pain free. And one of the things we know is when you're in pain and you're a professional golfer, you know, you can't you can't do the reps. You can't, you know, do the practice. And, um, you know, it's it's pretty exciting to see him, uh, you know, ready to go. Well, you know, he did play a practice round uh, over the last week or played a practice round with uh, Brad Faxon and uh, Dustin Johnson. And qu- quotes from Brad Faxon just said, the sound of the ball coming off the club sounds great. His ball flight looks great. Um, according to Brad, he said he outdrove DJ. DJ. But DJ said he didn't. <laughs> uh, so uh, DJ's comments, I think, were really kind of fun. In the fact, he's glad the Tiger's back, but he's going to beat his – He said it another way, but he's going after him. He's going to hit it longer than he is. So, Well, I, I think they are all going to enjoy this. And um, uh, Justin Thomas is going to be teeing it up with Tiger on Thursday. And um, Justin said in his press conference, I'm quote, I'm probably just as excited to watch as you are. I just get a front row seat to it on Thursday. But I'm also looking forward to kicking his ass, to be perfectly honest. So, you know, you got to just love these guys. Um, you know, they grew up watching Tiger. I think maybe uh, both Justin and Jordan were in diapers <laughs> when Tiger started. That's hard to believe. But Tiger is going to turn 42 December 30th. So, uh, you know, but we've seen many a player, and we can name a lot of them that have won in their 40s. And if anybody's going to, my my bet's on Tiger. Well, you did predict that a couple shows ago. So your prediction this this year going into 2018 that Tiger was going to win. But I think you also want to make a comment about what he said about his kids, that they've only known him as the YouTube golfer guy because they've never really seen him when they've been old enough to compete. And so this will be the first time they've really seen him compete. So they just think the only way to see Tiger play golf is on YouTube. So he's the YouTube guy. Yeah, it's that that was pretty uh, pretty funny. Pretty funny comment, no doubt about it. So uh, we've got a little bit of golf going down in Australia, the Australian PGA Championship. Um, a, a, a rookie winning the Australian Open last week, Cameron Davis. Love these stories. He was ranked 1,494th on the World Golf Rankings before winning Sunday down in Australia. And he was up against a pretty good field, uh, you know, Four or five PGA Tour uh, winners, including um, uh, Jason Day, who was also in the mix, as well as Jordan Spieth. Jason, I think, finishing back third place, and Jordan maybe tied for for sixth or eighth, I think. So, and then uh, now Jordan's jet set it across the world and is in the Bahamas, and will be teeing it up at the World Hero Challenge along with um, eighteen other. Golfers. This, of course, Tiger's private uh, event raises money for the Tiger Woods Foundation, and uh, we've got a pretty, pretty good-looking field here uh, amongst um, amongst the top top ten. We've got, of course, Dustin Johnson playing, uh, Justin Thomas, uh, Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose, Patrick Reed, uh, as well as Tommy Fleetwood, just coming off winning it all over in Dubai and. Ricky Fowler, it's it's going to be a fun tournament to watch over the next few days. Uh, but, Kay, I want to talk for a minute about Golf 8.5. You're here in Orlando for the winter. You've got this amazing program that 
uh, your you know headquartered during the summer up in another Albany, Albany, New York, which I know well, my my neck of the woods. But you have developed this program over uh, the last ten years that really is a way for people to learn golf in a very simple, easy, and understandable way. Well, you're absolutely right, and. We are just talking about all these professional golfers, and they all have developed their swings. And we've developed a way with Golf 8.5 to make it very simple. But it will produce a very classic swing. But we're going to teach it in a very simple manner. So there's only really four things that you do before the swing, and there'll be only four things, four, sorry, four and a half things that you do in the swing. So one of the things that we really don't ever do is to teach posture because the way we teach it, posture is going to happen automatically. So everybody kind of raises their eyebrows because the first thing they have to do is they've got all this stuff going on in their head about how they have to get set up. Well, we don't have to teach posture, and people get actually lined up, and they, they can actually get lined up at their target, and they can actually hit it at their target much faster and learn how to play faster. So we've had great success, and we're having uh, great things going on here. We're doing a workshop coming up soon uh, that will be open on December 9th, and we have we always have limited fields of that, too, just like this is limited the Hero Championship, but uh, people can always find out information on that at educationgolf.com. Awesome. Educationgolf.com. Find out all about Golf 8.5, and we are going to uh, be giving away a couple lessons with Kay throughout the show tonight, LPGA Hall of Famer and a PGA member, as well as one of the top, one of Golf Digest top 50 women instructors in the country. So really always fun to have Kay in the house tonight. And we've got a lot of golf to talk about because Tiger's back. Stay tuned. We have uh, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel coming up next. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G. And my guest caddy this evening, LPGA Hall of Famer, PGA member. You've won so many awards, Kay McMahon. And you're now here in Orlando. And I'm here with you, Holly G, right here in the studio. Yes, a lot of awards, actually. It didn't, my career didn't start out that way, but they kind of just fell into place. Well, um, you're uh, known all over the country. Um, you're the uh, founder of Education Golf, and you've developed this incredible program called Golf 8.5. And uh, you were an LPGA member, also attempted Q School. Q School's going on right now. That gauntlet, that five-day gauntlet over at Daytona Beach, I believe you attempted nine times? You had to bring that up. So, yes, I went to nine qualifying schools until I finally hit my wall and, and then decided that I had made peace and I was actually ended up where I, where I should be is teaching golf. But nine qualifying schools and um, missed my shot three times. Um, so it's it, it was um, it, it's it's a test of nerves. You kind of get a little depressed afterwards, but you come back and you try again. So it was always chasing that dream. Um, the first one I actually went to, it was Nancy Lopez was there, and she had just come in second in the U.S. Open in Minneapolis, and we went to Detroit to play in that. So I missed the cut in the U.S. Open, went to Detroit, and I missed 
making Q school there, Nancy made it. So what we've been friends to this day. So it's you made a lot of good friends along the way. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we see it over and over, too, that, you know, different uh, different people end up in the right place in golf, no doubt about it. And some somebody we're really hoping is landed in the right place and is going to have one heck of a week at his tournament, the Hero World Challenge. Tiger Woods is back, and we're going to go to Jeff Babineau from Golf Week live in Albany, Bahamas. Hello, Babs. Hello. How are we doing tonight? Oh, awesome. How's the weather down there, over there, nice. wherever we, we are? We got a ton of, yeah, where are we? Where are we? We got a nice uh, little bit of rainfall last night, but uh, today was a nice day, and I think you might, we might get a few showers, might get a little wind could get interesting this weekend but um you know it should be a good scene a lot of a lot of top golfers here including the big cat the big cat so um tell me your impression sitting in the presser uh you know with with tiger you know it, for people this is a, a, a small intimate venue actually used to be held here at isleworth and then moved over to the bahamas but it's a certainly a place to get upfront and personal with the players even as you know a a media member. What were your thoughts on Tiger's mood? And just uh, see, he seems pretty relaxed. He's in a good mood. You know, he's in a good mood. It's there's a lot of deja vu to the week. You know, I mean, we we were here last year with pretty much the same. We thought the same set of circumstances. Um, obviously, in hindsight, you know, Tiger was hurting more than I think he let on. Maybe he was trying to convince himself he wasn't so hurt. And this time around, it just seems like he's genuinely pain. You know, in less pain. Certainly, who knows the level of pain he feels outside of him. So um, he seems like he'd be, be in a really nice mood. You know, he's kind of low-key today in the Pro-Am, but he's swinging it pretty freely. And, you know, players and caddies who have been around him for years look at him and they think he looks pretty good. So, uh, I, But I definitely came here this year kind of more in a wait-and-see. I left here last year with a lot of optimism. And, you know, he played three rounds in the whole year. So I, I kind of in a wait-and-see I'd like to see him play, you know, four or five tournaments and, and really see what we start to get. Can I go back to the, uh, you talked about he played in the Pro-Am today. And is it true? I heard a little rumor that on number seven, the par four, he drove? He did, yeah. He drove it downwind, drove it on there about 20 feet, knocked in the putt. You know, he made a few birdies today, had a few errant shots. But, you know, he looks pretty uh, comfortable with the driver, swinging it pretty good. Um, and it's it's just a relaxed week. I and mean, I, I do think, Watching him last year here, you know, he made 24 birdies. He ended up making, I think, six doubles and eight bogeys. So there was a lot of rust. But I just think when he teed up at Torrey Pine, he just looked like a different guy. Uh, he, he said that was more due to the pain. But I think when he tees it up for real, if it's at Torrey again this year, it'll be different than this because this is such a low-key week. There aren't really that many fans. It's a great fan opportunity. And uh, But we're all happy to see him back and uh, hope he has a good week. Well, you know, I think it, it was interesting to hear him reveal how much pain he truly had been in, uh, Jeff, especially, you know, given what happened with the DUI and, you know, the revelations that they found five different, you know, drugs in his system. And, you know, really talking about the fact that he, you know, just wasn't sleeping, you know, due to the, the intense pain. And, you know, we had talked a little bit last year about how, you know, he was he just wanted to get back to a normal life where he could pick up his kids and, you know, just just do everyday, you know, things. So uh, it sounds like 
coming from where he was at, uh, this is this is huge. Let alone being able to be back swinging the golf club. Yeah, I mean, I think his last the last surgery he had the fusion in his back. It wasn't about golf. It was about quality of life, as you say. He wants to be out there and. He throws the football with Charlie or he's kicking a soccer ball with Sam and now he's playing a little golf with Charlie even and and now it's kinda of fun. His kids are ten and eight and he kinda of, he joked that they know him as the YouTube golfer, you know, they see him on the YouTube. Gotta uh, love and, that. But never really Yeah, it's great, but but never really have seen him in his element. So imagine them going to a venue where he's, you know, like a Tory Pines or a place with with huge crowds and see the reaction and and the rock star that their father is. So I think that's a cool element of it. Uh, and so, as we say, I mean, I, it was a quality of life move. I don't, the golf is kind of, you know, a bonus at this point. Um, he's done a, certainly a lot. He wants to do more, but if he didn't play any more golf, he he's done plenty, but you know, you want to be able to be there for your kids and be healthy and enjoy their activities. And he's able to do that. And I think in turn, that brings him a lot of joy. So he, uh, he's going to be teeing up with Justin Thomas tomorrow. And um, I think Tiger made reference that Justin was you know, maybe in diapers when uh, you know, he started playing <laughs> golf, which, it's, it's, yeah. again, I was saying earlier, it's hard to believe Tiger is going to turn 42 in December 30th. Uh, but, you know, uh, right. these, these guys, uh, I, I think they're just as excited to tee it up with Tiger. They are excited, sure. Yeah, they play with him. You know, Justin and Ricky, they live on the same road down in Jupiter. They they play some golf with Tiger down there, and they want to get in the heat of the battle and, and go down the stretch with him at a tournament. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we joked with Justin yesterday. We said, you know, think of the year you just had. Think of all the great play. Think of all the things that had to go right to win five times on the PGA Tour, and Tiger did that ten times. He won five or more tournaments. And uh, Justin laughed, and he said, yeah, he reminds me of that all the time. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a playful little rivalry going on. Uh, Justin said he wanted to kick his butt. And today when told that Tiger said, that's fine. He goes, it goes both ways. He, he wants to kick his. So uh, that'll be a fun pairing. And um, you know, that's the type of thing Tiger wants to get back in the mix and measure himself. And, and this week you have a, it's a small field, but it's a great field. So it's a good starting point for him. We're talking to Jeff Babineau from golf week. So, uh, you know, I'm curious what you think, Babs. You know, Ricky Fowler, is is he the guy now in the spotlight with all the pressure on him to step it up, uh, you know, to, to be the next one to win a major and join his, uh, his buddies? Yeah, he's certainly in there. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's you know, creeping toward his 30th birthday, and I think he probably must look at things. And, and you know, as good as he was as an amateur and a college player at Oklahoma State, he's got to look at it and, and think, hey, it's time to kind of hit the gas pedal a little bit, right? I mean, he put himself in position. Uh, it's all he wanted to do last year is kind of get himself in position with nine holes to go in a major, and he kind of put himself in good spots at the Masters and, and at the U.S. Open, and uh, he just hadn't got it done. So that that certainly would be a big focus. I think he hit the ball a lot better than, you know, one win would show a year ago. So uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of steps in there. But as you say, I think the – the spotlight on him is going to kind of grow a little bit. Are you uh, seeing anybody else who you might pick or who you think might look pretty strong out there? For this week? Right, this, this week. I mean, this week, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, I like, you know, Justin Rose lives here. He's in good form. Won a couple times in the last month or so. Uh, you know, I think uh, 
Brooks Kepka is kind of my pick this week. Played well. He won in Japan. He was second in China. So there's a few guys that are, I don't think anyone comes in here razor sharp, but there's guys that have been playing. Uh, you know, some guys are just tired. It's a long year. So when you have a short field, you can have some separation. But I kind of like uh, this week, Justin Rose. I like Brooks Kepka. And, and then Dustin Johnson's always a wild card, too. Um, you know, he, he turns up and gets off to a hard start, hard start and he gets interested. Uh, he's always a tough guy to beat. So do you think Tiger will win in the wraparound season here, Babs, 2017 to 2018? What's, what's, your, what's your thought? No. No! I think that's a lot to ask. I Ooh. think that's a lot to ask. I would, uh, my money in Vegas would be on no. Ooh, okay. But that doesn't mean that he can't build towards something. You know, I, I think he can certainly win again. I mean, I think, uh, I think there's going to be some time. He really hasn't played a lot of golf in four years, so there's going to be some time just to get back into that arena, to be sharp for 72 holes, be there mentally as tough as he is mentally. And, and it's going to be a transition for him. So I don't think it's really going to happen that quickly. But I think if he can get healthy and get some rhythm, I mean, we're all going to be interested to see what he does. Absolutely. And it's going to be exciting, exciting next couple of days to see how it all goes for Tiger. And uh, as always, Babs, we appreciate your time. How's, uh, how's the golf course? In good shape? pretty good yeah they, had, they were affected a little bit with the hurricanes that came through they had a little rain last night so it's a little soft but uh it looks good it's, a, it's kind of a cool place uh, no doubt and not too many crowds it's a good place to come down and watch some golf that's for sure all right well go have yourself an umbrella drink and um enjoy enjoy the next couple of days my friend i'm gonna have a colleague light there you go <laughs> jeff babineau from golf week thanks okay. my friend you're listening to the Golf Insiders 96.9 The Game. Stay with us. More golf talk coming up. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble. Won't pay the price. I love my muni. I think it's nice. just makes We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with LPGA Hall of Famer, PGA Class A member, Kay McMahon, creator of Golf 8.5. And we've been so uh, fortunate to have you on the show the last couple of weeks, Kay, as well as the fact that you are now in Orlando for the winter so uh, you've got this amazing program. You've simplified golf down to four things before the swing in, in your pre-shot routine and four and a half in the swing. If you can't remember four and a half things, you don't have to have all those post-it notes. You don't have to have, you know, video and track man. All you got to do is think about these four and a half things. I've watched you teach over and over, and it's remarkable the results that you get. Well, people do it pretty fast. That We accelerate the learning process so they can actually – learn how to swing, hit a golf ball, improve their swing. They see it. We we just were at the Fairways for Warriors this morning, did that with about uh, half a dozen guys out there and did the same thing, and they were, like, amazed. And so they, they're, they're all drinking the Kool-Aid, as we say. So, we're, yeah, we're having fun doing it, and we're making people smile because you can take the eight and a half things, and you can go to the golf course, and you can play. We want to get more people out there growing we golfers. We want to grow golfers. There's no doubt about that. So um, 
you know, you're always so gracious when you come here. So we're going to give away a one-hour private lesson with Kay McMahon, a one-hour private lesson. Uh, no matter what level of player you are, I can tell you she's uh, she's been working on my game of late. And uh, in particular, a uh, you know, little little issue I've had, but we're not going to go into that right now. But you're now. getting better. You're getting Starts better. Starts with the S word, but <clears throat> we don't, we don't want to go there. But caller number two, caller number two, one hour private lesson with Kay McMahon, 407-916-8255, 407-916-8255, 407-916-8255. Five five a one hour lesson with Kay McMahon and our next guest. He said you're the most important person in golf, Kay McMahon, and um, that's coming from a guy who knows, who's uh, written a lot about a lot of teaching professionals in this business. He's a longtime writer for Sports Illustrated, now writing for the Morning Read, and the president of the Golf Writers Association of America, Gary Van Sickle. Hello, Mr. G. Well, I'm bummed that I'm on the phone. I can't dial in and try to be the second caller. But I knew you were going to. I knew Gary, it, you were going to try to be the second caller. You might get one. <laughs> you might, might get. You might be the third. I might consider you just on on the books. I, I want to know. You get that? Whoever gets that hour, after you you've got them fixed in 20 minutes. What are you? What are they going to do for the last 40 minutes? I mean, they're already cured. So you. Uh, you're gonna have. You better bring some like drinks and snacks or something. Yeah, we. we I, I have done that a couple of times, not often, but yeah, we, we can have some snacks. I put my feet up and just watch them hitting golf balls. So it's it's great fun. They all get in the air and they all go pretty straight. It's awesome. You don't need a. You don't. You don't need a whole hour to fix anybody. You're awesome. <laughs> all right. So Gary, speaking of awesome, uh, there's a little chatter going around about a guy who's uh, making his big comeback, teeing off tomorrow. I know you've covered him a long time, Tiger Woods. Uh, give us your thoughts about Tiger's big return. Well, I, I think we get so much disinformation. Uh, you know, a couple of guys tweeted out too. You know, when Tiger was at his bat, at his worst, a couple of guys wrote that he can't even sit down. And of course, Lee, uh, Lee Steinberg, Mark Steinberg, his agent, said that's absolutely false. Blah blah blah. Went on. He's you know, and now Tiger says, "Yeah, I couldn't sit down." So, what do we I'm believe? That by saying we. Yeah, we never really know what to believe about where Tiger is, how good he is, how bad he is, whatever. So who knows where he really is. Some guys have played with him. He looks pretty good. I think the main thing, I mean, for me, I'm just happy to see that he's not in constant pain. He can live a normal life. Maybe he can, you know, obviously apparently he can play golf and maybe he can even play tournament golf. But anybody who's had some kind of injury or ailment where they're in pain 24-7, um, it that's that's a bad place to be, especially if you're a, a professional athlete or you know 41 years old like Tiger. That's a miserable existence. Tiger is the only one who's gotten uh, hooked on painkillers. It's happened to thousands and thousands of people. It's very common, and uh, I'm just happy that you know he can he can be pain free. And after that, everything's gravy. If he can come back and you know play tournament golf again, I mean. What a boost! What a boost for the ratings. Just it's raised a little interest. It's a you know it's a it's dessert. We're going to have dessert, and if he can do anything, then it's going to be uh, maybe two desserts. Uh, as longtime writer, golf writer for Sports Illustrated, um, you've certainly seen many a comeback story in sports. 
What do you think about this? I mean, potentially uh, Tiger wins again. You know, he is going to be turning 42. But, you know, we know a lot of guys that have won later in life. And if there's anybody who, you know, in terms of his physical fitness over time, you know, has a chance to bounce back just because of, of his, you know, fitness level. What do, you, what do you think are the possibilities here? Well, it's funny because after the uh, run-in with a hydrant and that whole episode, which led to his divorce, I mean, I was – and then he hit out from the paparazzi and all that, which, by the way, I rank as one of his greatest achievements. The paparazzi spent – it was about four months before they found him, and these guys are know what they're doing. They can find anybody, and I, I rank his being able to vanish from public sight for a couple of months as probably one of the top most – five of the most amazing things he's ever done. So we'll see, we'll see where he goes. I, I think I, you just don't know what to think. You know, it's, it's exciting for everybody. Uh, I, I said I, I would, he would turn into a comeback, a sympathetic comeback story. Eventually I didn't realize his whole body was going to fall apart on him. Uh, but eventually if you don't play, you be, you know, people will forgive you for making a mistake. They won't forgive you for lying about something. Uh, you know, look at Kobe Bryant, a number of people. Uh, if you come back and admit your mistake, you're fine. So I, I think most people are going to be excited to see him back. A lot, most people are probably curious. And there's always though, that small group of people who never like Tiger for whatever reason. He's won enough. He's got enough money. Uh, you know, they're they're probably hoping he falls on his face. Or uh, I think the big question is, can his body hold together for him long enough to get some game back? And, Tiger's a range rat. He likes to pound balls hour after hour. And the question is, can he can he do that? Which, if that's what it takes for him to get his game, can he do that and hold, and hold together and and bring that to the course? And a lot of guys, that's kind of where they where their careers kind of end. And they they would get healthy long enough for a couple of weeks and start playing good, and then something else goes wrong. So that, that's his big challenge is physically, um, can he do that? But this is, uh, you know, I heard somebody on TV saying. In the modern in modern sports, who are the who, what athletes have we really cared about that much? There's been Michael Jordan, there's been Tiger Woods, probably LeBron James. I don't know. I mean, that's really about it. I mean, they're the three of the biggest names. So this is this is a big deal, and uh, let's just hope he can not break again. Well, I think yeah, Gary, this is Kay, but I think you made a good point. Is he used to pound balls? He was a range rat. And I'm not sure if his body's going to be able to do that as much as he, he, he wanted to be able to do it. But I think he's also, rumor has it that he's been practicing a lot of his short game. And, you know, the, the talk of the town, too, is is it, how's his chipping going to be? Because we saw him have, let's say, the yips. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? Well, that, that is a big deal. And I don't know what your experience has been, Kay. You've certainly worked with a million golfers i'm not a teacher at all but there's not a big difference between the chipping yips and the putting yips and we saw tiger late in his career kind of have some issues with the putter you didn't see him yipping but he wasn't the great putter that he was i mean that was part of his game he made every important putt that mattered it seemed like uh and then later on you know in after when he came back and you know he was still winning tournaments but he didn't look like the same putter and then he had the chipping issues so how many people? How many people? And you might know this, Kay. How many people um, survive the chipping yips? How many people get, have the chipping yips? Do something and get rid of them. I, I don't know. I don't know any. I mean, maybe there are, but I, 
that's going to be that's going to be a challenge for him. Well, and I think you're right. I think you know, going back to some real basics, and and what I've done with some people that have had the, the yips, have basically started talking more about how the club has to operate. So we actually take the ball out of the whole situation to begin with, and, and really get the club going. But the the yips kind of happen when the toe of the club passes the heel, and then it kind of catches, and then you kind of stutter step the whole thing. So it goes to me. It goes back to let's getting some of the mechanics down and change that. And then once your confidence builds up, the yips don't ha- start to happen. But kind of going back to one of his greatest accomplishment was the magician that he was in in avoiding the paparazzi. But he's also a magician on and off the golf course from his original career when he could get it up and down from every garbage can. <laughs> so it was a magician on and off the golf course. And I think we're going to see some of that too, just from from listening to how he played in the pro am uh, today. Well, I think that was the difference, too. We used to hear the debate, who's the greatest golfer of all time, Jack Nicklaus, Tiger Woods. I thought it was Tiger's short game. And, you know, look, think of all the miraculous Pots. flop shots and bunker shots we saw him hit in his career. Jack Nicklaus was really not all that good with a wedge. And if you ever watched the, high, the highlights of the 71 U.S. Open at Marion when he lost the playoff to uh, Trevino, Jack chunked like three wedges, didn't left the bunker shot in the bunker, he was, you know, that day he was terrible, but he, he was never really all that much of a wedge player. Obviously, he throws the ball a lot straighter than Tiger, but I think when you factor in, uh, and they were probably both the best putters of the era, when you factor in what Tiger could do with a sandwich, Jack didn't have any of that. So, obviously, Jack has the greatest record of all time, but I think if you just weigh on what the merits of the game were, Tiger had more game. He had more short game than Jack, and I, I would have to rate him ahead of Jack just because of that short game you're talking about. Well, just, you know, it's kind of interesting because if you go back and really look at how many greens Nicholas hit, he he probably averaged 16, 17 greens around. So he didn't have to have a wedge in his hand very often. And as his game started to get, he got older, didn't hit it as long, he was then missing more greens, and then he had to go start working on his short game. Now, Tiger, on the other hand, missed more greens, and so his short game got pretty pretty good. But I know that Tiger also started out in a little place, Presidio Hills, out in San Diego, and it's an 18-hole golf course on 10 acres, and so all you could play with was your wedge and your putter. Yeah, well, he's he's been a master with those clubs, and that's really, he found, to me, he found the secret of golf at his best there when his short game was so good. The secret of golf is just don't make bogeys. No matter where you hit it, no matter how crappy the shot yep. you hit, get it up and in, make a par, and, you know, at the end of the day, you're, he's hitting at 330. You're probably going to play the par fives a couple under, even if you're having a bad. I mean, if you don't make bogeys, you're not. You're never going to shoot a bad score. Whereas most of his career, Phil Mickelson would have the classic, you know, seven birdies in the eagle and five, six bogeys and shoot two under. Mm-hmm. And uh, late in his career, Phil kind of turned that around for a little while, and Tiger was the guy slopping up the card. But uh, the secret of golf is don't make bogeys. That's Tiger. And I think Jordan Spieth is, in that in that territory too, because he doesn't hit a great with a driver, but uh, man, he can get it up and down from anywhere. Again, it's you don't shoot a bad score when you don't make bogeys. I mean, that's that's easy to say. It's incredibly hard to do, and really, pretty much Tiger is one of the few guys who's ever done that. Uh, I think when they had uh, Justin Thomas in the interview room uh, earlier today, and he was reminded of you know, of course, the great year he had uh, to imagine doing that ten times, like. Tiger has, um, you know, in terms of 
multiple wins five you know five times six times uh, in a year you know that's that's when we realize just the stratosphere that that tiger uh has has uh, brought us up to uh, believe in yeah he, he left a mark in history that will never be forgotten in fact i just somebody just sent me an email the other day about about uh the PGA Tour Fan Center or something, some must be some group of PGA Tour fans uh, that they that they run, uh, and they did a survey of who the who those people's favorite players were. Uh, number one was Tiger Woods. Number two was Phil Mickelson. Number three was Jordan Spieth. And do you know who four and five were with like nine and eight percent? Jack Nicklaus and Arnold Palmer. Wow. So we're, we sit around right now when we talk about, all oh, these young guys are great for the game and, you know, we're golf's in a great place. You know, the people who people who were, yeah, and I'm sure this is an older crowd, but the fact that Arnie and Jack still rank ahead of Jason Day and Rory McIlroy and Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson, maybe, maybe these young guys that we all like and we've, enjoy watching and they're nice guys and we in your root for them because they're good guys maybe maybe they don't aren't having the impact on the masses that we think maybe they aren't moving the needle the way they do because you know we're in a small group of serious golf nuts who we do this for a living we pay attention so we think all this stuff's great but your casual fan who you know will watch golf of fun or these guys are you know speech has made a mark uh but these other guys haven't so I don't know if that's just a weird sampling with PGA Tour. I don't know who the fans were or how what their age grouping was, but it makes me wonder if you know uh, how how effective these guys are at marketing their brands. And it also tells you that it's really important if Tiger Woods can come back and do anything. This poll tells you it's going to be tremendous for the PGA Tour. Absolutely, and uh, we'll be watching those ratings for the next couple of days uh, to see the the proof and all that. Gary Van Sickle, we always appreciate your time. Thank you, my friend. Who, who are you picking to win this thing? Uh, I, I'm going with the undefeated Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> oh, there you go. Right on, right on. Go Badgers. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thank you so much. The one, the only, Gary Van Sickle. You're listening to Golf Thank Insiders, 96.9 The Game. More golf talk coming up. Stay with us. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G and LPGA Hall of Famer Kay McMahon sitting in the caddy seat. And uh, we're going to waste no more time because... uh, you know, you got to love live radio, and certainly when we're calling over to the Bahamas, sometimes, you know, it's a little difficult to get through. But we haven't talked to him in a while, and we're excited to catch up with Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Hello, t Hi, good evening. Sorry about the problems, uh, but glad to be with you. No worries, no worries. So, um, uh, gee, anything going on over there in Albany, Bahamas? <laughs> 
It's so funny. There are 17 players all within the top 35 in the world here, eight of the top 10 in this field. And um, I think we're only talking about a guy who is the host who hasn't played in 10 months, Um, but deservedly so. I mean, Tiger Woods, you know, it is compelling and refreshing whether you love him or hate him. You do respect what he has done and to see him come back. You know, we're all interested to see what he does. And, you know, you can't, you, you, you can't stop that momentum. And even the players who, you know, are here to compete for a seven-figure check, they are very interested and somewhat rooting for Tiger Woods as he tries to make a comeback from yet another back uh, procedure. Yeah, we've been talking about it, of course, and, uh, you know, the the whole show has been all about Tiger, just as your coverage right. on the Golf Channel has been. Uh, 19 starts in three and a half years, uh, you know, came back last year at this tournament, got all our hopes up, then, of course, uh, ended up uh, a terrible showing at Torrey with Drew in Dubai and, and then had the fusion surgery. But, uh, you know, from, from everything that he's saying, it seems to be, know, a different story this time around. Well, it's interesting. Um, we hope. In the fact, well, yeah, yes. Um, he He's trying to downplay expectations this week. He understands, sure, he'd love to win. He'd love to be in the mix on the back nine come Sunday. But he does understand that although his body says it's okay right now, he has played a, close to 130 holes at Albany since committing to play at the Hero World Challenge and without any problems physically. Um, but competitively, it's different. Um, he's, he doesn't have the reps competitively. He doesn't have – it's hard to say this, but, you know, this guy who's won 14 major championships, he doesn't have the confidence right now just because he hasn't been out there playing. And when you stack yourself up against, as I mentioned, this elite field, then you don't think about, according to Tiger, you don't think about winning right now. You think about having a good showing. I believe a top 10 in an 18-man field would do wonders for Tiger Woods. It really would. And if we are at home watching Tiger and thinking if he's not in the mix on the back nine Sunday, then it's a disappointment, then frankly, that's irresponsible for us as fans. Um, This is the first step and a long road back to recovery. Um, and Tiger understands that, and I think we need to comprehend that as well. Yeah, and if we think back, it wasn't too long ago at President's Cup that he was just starting to hit some chips. So, you know, the the turnaround here and the momentum has been, you know, pretty impressive to get to where he is right now. Right, and I will tell you some observations that I have. I've watched Tiger play the last three days. Um, 18 holes today, nine holes on Monday, nine holes on Tuesday. The most impressive thing I've seen from Tiger, and I think that will surprise the viewers, is that he has tremendous pop in his driver again. Not the length that he had in 2001 or so, so on where he was just blasting it past everyone, but he can keep up with above-average drivers as far as distance goes on the PGA Tour. Um, I, I'm very impressed with his not only his distance, but relative accuracy from what I have seen over the last three days. Now, his iron game is a little below average, to be honest, and his short game is probably below average as well. And surprisingly today, which I haven't seen the last two days, putting was just not great either. So those are the aspects that he is going to have to battle as a player coming back um, and, and try to shore up 
some of these things that he doesn't have as much confidence in right now. But I will say that he it looks, at least from my eyes, that he has great confidence in, in his driver off the tee. So there's been a little mano a mano going on between he and DJ. Uh, somebody saying he was hitting it past DJ. DJ saying <laughs> today, ah, not so much. You know, uh, they're having fun, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. It's just friendly banter. And again, it's, it, and that's the biggest thing, to be honest with you. It is friendly banter. Um, because Tiger, um, whether it was in the U.S. team room at Hazeltine, whether it was in the United States team room at Liberty National for the President's Cup, at Hazeltine, of course, he was assistant captain for the Ryder Cup. He has become close to these elite players now uh, worldwide, the, not only Dustin Johnson, the Jordan Spieth, the Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, and so on. He plays with them in Southern Florida not only to establish camaraderie, but to also measure himself in where he is with his game. And, uh, you know, they look, I, I can tell you, if Tiger Woods is needling you, he likes you, and vice versa. That's just the way it, it works with these guys out here. Um, and, and like I said earlier, these guys are competing against Tiger Woods, but at the same time they're rooting for him. So it's a weird management that they're going to have mm. to go through. Um, but it, you know, I, I can promise you, even if, if Tiger, if Tiger beats everyone in the field, I can promise you 17 players that are competing this week won't really be disappointed. They'd like to see him because they understand what it means and they'd like to see him win. Uh, whether that's going to, I'd say that's a minute chance it's going to happen, but we'll see. Yeah. Todd, this is Kay. Um, you, you spoke a little bit about his confidence is that something you've just observed, or is it something that he has kind of talked about in the, the press conferences? Okay, good talk to you. But, yes, I think it's both. He has talked about the fact that, you know, he, again, he is downplaying his own internal expectations. And let me, let me be very, very um, frank here. When he was playing regularly on the PGA Tour and on the world stage, whether it was injury or scandal or whatever, when he showed up at a, an event, and I, it, he said this to me, and I've asked him, what are your expectations this week coming off a layoff or, like I said, an injury or whatever, he said forcefully and with an exclamation point to win. He said that – I asked him that same question this week um, live on, on Golf Channel, and he said, sure, my objective is to win. He didn't say it forcefully, but – they are tempered, and um, that confidence, I think, is, is a work in progress from my observation, from his words and from what I'm seeing on the golf course as well. Uh, Justin Thomas was saying, you know, that um, he was just as excited as probably everybody else going to get a front seat to, you know, play with Tiger, uh, but he also said he was looking forward to, quote, kicking his ass, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I absolutely love that. <laughs> Yeah, and that is, the, again, that friendly banter that Tiger has with this younger generation where he totally relates to these guys. And it's interesting because they haven't really been scarred by Tiger Woods like Vijay Singh, Ernie Els, Phil Mickelson, Jim Furyk, and, and so on. And Tiger said yesterday, hey, I'd like to get back to that level where I am kind of letting them at least feel my heat. Um, because you know, still, say what you want. In his early 40s, if he gets back to a level where he has confidence and he is showing tangible evidence that he could compete on the world's greatest stage, and all of a sudden Justin Thomas is looking at the leaderboard on Sunday and he sees Tiger Woods' name, 
I think that's going to impact Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth or Dustin Johnson. Uh, you know, I I really do. But you know, we're a long ways, long ways away from that. We're just going to have to see how things work out this week. And if he points that finger and gives that tiger stare, um, those boys will be paying attention. You know, it's going to be fun, Todd. Going to be fun. It it will. Give me your pick before we go. Oh, wow. I don't know. A lot of these guys here, I, I don't really think they're grinding <laughs> this week. It's very laid back. Tiger Woods is indeed the story. Um, so, it's you know, I, I, it, I, it's hard. I, I, I think if I want to pick anyone, I'd say Justin Rose. He's won twice over the last couple of months. I agree. He lives out here in the Bahamas, and you know, he lives in Albany. So if you're going to pick a favorite here in this group, I, I'd probably pick him. That's who I'm going with, Justin Rose. Thank you, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Watch all their coverage this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Golf Central. We love, appreciate all their great coverage. Kay McMahon, Golf 8.5. Check her out, educationgolf.com. Appreciate you sitting in the caddy seat tonight, Kay. And we got to go. We're out of here. We got a tea time. We love you. Bye-bye.